Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, brought to you by First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Brad Boyard, Portfolio Manager for First United Wealth Management. Today, we will be covering matters of interest regarding the investment markets and the related economic environment impacting those markets. Before we get started, I would like to go over some housekeeping items. This podcast will be recorded and posted to our website at www.mybank.com blog later today. Secondly, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Simply search First United Bank and Trust, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get a notification every time we post a new episode. In review of our economy and markets, I want to go over three areas, and those being some of the positives we're seeing, the negatives, and what our current strategies are. So let's start out with some of the positives. Non-farm payrolls added 128,000 jobs in October. This was better than expected, and in the summer numbers came in stronger than previously reported. Absent the strike at GM, employment might have grown close to 200,000 last month. U.S. unemployment edged up just a bit to 3.6% from 3.5%, but still hanging around the lowest level since 1969. Wage growth rose to $28.18 an hour, and annualized wage growth rose to 3% from 2.9 in September. The bulk of the hiring in October was concentrated in the services sector. Food and restaurants filled 48,000 jobs. Professional jobs rose 22,000. Social assistance, 20,000. And financial companies increased employment by 16,000. Jobless claims came in at 211,000 at the end of October down from 219,000 in September. The more stable monthly average of new claims saw little change at 212,250. This remains a half a century low. Steady consumer spending has allowed businesses to keep up production and largely avoid the sort of broad-based layoffs that could potentially send the economy into recession. Non-manufacturing numbers remain in growth territory. The index, production, new orders, and employment all rose with growth readings above the 50% mark. However, backlog orders did fall into contraction territory. Commentary from respondents remains positive, but with caution. 13 of the 17 manufacturing industries reported growth in October, the same as the month prior. Though growth is showing in the numbers, it's slower than last year. The decline since the index's post-recession peak last year coincided with the intensifying trade war with China. Business executives note that while Chinese tariffs are understandable, they are impacting their supply chain decisions. They're pursuing alternate sources for China-based production. However, at this point, they have not passed tariff costs to their customers. As of Friday the 8th, 446 of the S&P 500 companies had reported earnings for the third quarter. 74.2% reported earnings above expectations. This compares to a long-term average of 65% and prior four-quarter average of 74%. Consumer confidence is still quite high by historical standards. It's down from September's 126.3 level, now at a 125.9. No indications that consumers will curtail their holiday spending. This, with a strong job market, leaves analysts expecting consumer confidence to hover around current levels for the next few months. The Fed has lowered rates for a third time this year by a quarter percent, helping the housing market. New home sales are up 15 percent. 
permits of 11%, and this is given the lowering borrowing cost. GDP grew at 1.9% in the third quarter, down just a tick from 2% growth in the spring. Again, consumer spending being the real strength and exports the weakness. Now we'll move on to some of the negatives. The U.S. and trade rift remains the top headline. Recent news has been more positive as phase one of a deal could be coming before year end. Details of what this agreement would entail are limited, but the pause in trade dispute escalation has been welcomed by markets. We still believe that the deal will eventually get done, but bouts of market volatility will occur whenever new information is released. The ISM manufacturing index remained in contraction territory for the third month in a row. The last time that happened was in 2015 during a downturn in the oil patch. American manufacturers are still struggling with soft demand and weak exports as they navigate an ongoing trade spat with China and a slowing global economy. The manufacturing index rose to 48.3% from 47.8%. Again, anything under 50 is considered contraction territory. New orders, production, employment, and backlog of orders all remain in contraction territory. Only a few of the 18 U.S. manufacturing industries tracked by the ISM reported growth. Sales in the U.S. are still fairly strong. Trade talks with China are going better, and the Federal Reserve has cut interest rates. Many economists think a small rebound in manufacturing is more than likely. The U.S. economy is no longer as dependent on manufacturing as it once was. The much larger service side of the economy is expanding at a moderate pace, and consumers are still spending more than enough to keep the U.S. out of recession. Weakness in U.S. business capital expenditures has been noticeable. Corporate spending on structures has fallen in the four to the last five quarters, plunging 15.3% in the third quarter of 2019. Monetary missteps by central banks are still one of the greatest risks facing financial markets. The tune of the central banks has turned more accommodative due to trade uncertainties and weaker economic data. To conclude our positives and negatives, I'd like to leave you with a few takeaways and end with our current strategy for equities and fixed income, given the aforementioned market positives and negatives. Firstly, trade tensions and tariffs remain in the headlines, but the service side in the economy remains in expansion territory. Consumer confidence in the labor market remains strong. Second, the yield curve has moved positive as the Fed has lowered rates, and the potential for a trade dispute ceasefire has caused long-term rates to rally over the past month. With continued economic weakness globally and volatility expected to continue through the year, we remain underweight equities and portfolios and are currently overweight fixed income. We are neutral duration and increasing quality continues to be a main theme as we look to protect portfolios from late cycle risk. With that, we will conclude today's webcast. Again, this podcast is available at our website at www.mybank.com blog or hit the subscribe button on iTunes, and you'll get a notification whenever a new pass is available. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. This document is general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature, and not designed to be taken as advice or recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction. 
nor is it a commitment from JP Morgan Asset Management or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples used are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon by you in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make an independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, tax, credit, and accounting implications and determine, together with their own professional advisors, if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecast, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only, based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risk. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.